What's going on, everybody? Yeah, it's the eve of Christmas Eve. This is Sedano and LZ. I'm Scott Kaplan. I'm filling in for these guys today. Then Alan Sliwa, playoff Slee in the house later tonight. So Slee's filling in for me. Sixth man moving in, seventh man moving in. We're all just moving down the bench a little bit. Happy holidays wherever you are, wherever you're listening, whether it's on traditional radio, in your car, 7, 10 a.m., or whether you're listening on the ESPN.com app, or you're listening on TuneIn, or some other audio platform that I don't even know that we're on. Glad you guys are all here on a Wednesday afternoon, the day after the opening night of the Lakers and the Clippers. It was a win for the Clippers, 116-109. But I got to say, right off the bat, okay, that the ring ceremony for me was the story. The game and the result of the game was not the story. I hear people already chirping and chattering about what it was like a year ago to lose to the Clippers on opening night versus the difference, the, the loss of anxiety to lose this game this year. I'll tell you this. This afternoon, true story, I go back to watch the ring ceremony from last night, but I really intended to fast forward and watch what happened in the second quarter because if you were watching the game or you were listening to the game on 710 last night, you know what happened. Clippers come out on fire. Lakers come out still thinking about their rings. Second quarter, Lakers bring it close, like get it to two at half. Third quarter, Lakers got it where it's a tie game, and then Paul George takes over. And then fourth quarter, it's just garbage time. And believe me, I'm watching LeBron on the bench. He's smiling and laughing like, yeah, we're going to lose the game. It's not really a big deal. Did you see my ring? And I'm like, yeah, dog, I did. So I don't think that the players took last night very seriously at all. And I don't think we, as the fans, frankly, should be too concerned about what happened last night. Do you care? Do you think it's a big deal? Do you think it says anything about this Laker team, what happened last night? I think it's a warm-up. It's a tune-up. It's a continuation of the preseason. You got lots of new bodies, lots of new rotations. And you got some of the guys that are the veteran players that are going to be on pitch counts, at least in the first half of this season. So for me... Last night, when I sat down this afternoon, rather, to watch last night's game, I got myself caught up in the ring ceremony, and truth be told, I never made it to re-watching the game last night. I stopped at the ring ceremony. It was the greatest ring ceremony of all time. And before I even go too far with this complete exaggeration of greatest ring ceremony, like the goat of ring ceremonies, I don't like watch a lot of ring ceremonies, do you? I mean, do, do, you, do you really, if, if the Lakers hadn't won the ring, would you have sat there last night if the Milwaukee Bucks were getting their championship rings? I wouldn't have. So when I say it's the greatest ring ceremony of all time, I'm going to play for you coming up a little bit later on. Some of what happened, for those of you that may have missed it, because what they did by bringing in the families of the players to give them their congratulations and their rings it was so cool and so classy. And everybody talks about the fans being in the building and wanting to celebrate with the fans, but I'm going to tell you right now, it was the greatest ring ceremony I've ever seen, and they should do it like that every year. So for me, 
Ring ceremony, much bigger deal than the game. As for the game, let me say this. Anthony Davis, a pedestrian 18 points. LeBron James, not really anything spectacular, even with 22 points. Marcus Gasol, not so good. Game one, didn't look so good. Lots of foul trouble and a box score that is zeros. Dennis Schroeder, 28 minutes, pretty nice night, 14 points. KCP had nine, and the list goes on. I mean, Kuzma had 15. A lot of it was in garbage time. Uh, listen, Harrell, who I was pretty excited about, and they said, look, this guy's just going to do the same thing every night. 13 points, 12 boards. Last night it was 17 points and 10 boards. Consistency. But as far as getting this lineup on the floor and expecting a lot out of them, especially early on, forget it, dude. These guys are going to work themselves into shape both physically chemistry-wise, emotionally. This is game one, in my opinion, completely meaningless. And everybody last night was consumed with getting their ring, not with winning this game. And by the way, for the Clippers, who'd been beaten twice in the preseason and who'd been humiliated after their exit from the playoffs, this is a big deal for the Clippers. Who's in a, they're in a constant battle for relevancy. And, and for the Lakers, this was a non-issue, a complete non-issue kind of a game. So for me, ring ceremony, spectacular, the story. Game, not a big deal and certainly not the result. I don't think it tells me what I need to know about the Clippers, and I don't think it says anything about the Lakers. So that's where I want to start this afternoon. I will tell you this. We got a great show coming up. Great show. Kevin Harlan, who called the game last night on TNT, from his basement in Kansas City, Kevin Harlan will join us coming up a little bit later on this afternoon, 4.30. And coming up at 4.15, I'm going to tell you exactly why. And you'll hear it for yourself, why this was the greatest ring ceremony. But it is a Wednesday. And I can tell you that all of a sudden, for me, it's starting to feel like the holidays in kind of a weird way. There are college football bowl games, most of which I'm not that interested and aren't really very relevant and they're not the big name brand schools but there's college bowl games on and i feel like the whole world seems to be shutting things down me i got a bill belichick sort of screw loose in my mind i got a no days off no days off no days off i got that i got that disease and so here we are with the NBA season tipping off and we're in the holidays and everybody's taking breaks and I'm like, the Hebrew brother will work right through Christmas. So let's do it. If you want to jump in, here's the phone number. 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. You tell me, was the ring ceremony the story? Are you worried about the Lakers because of the result? Are you concerned because the new guys, some performed, others didn't? Are you concerned that, that AD and LeBron weren't at what you would call full speed, full strength? Or are you like me and saying, dude, this is not a big deal at all, and let's not focus on the result? Well, while everybody else in the world seems to be taking a little bit, bit of time off, not the team here at 710 ESPN. Let me say good afternoon to one of the craziest Laker fans I know on the planet, producer Greg Bergman. Good afternoon, Greg. Good afternoon, Scott. Thanks for filling in for us today on a Christmas Eve Eve. Well, I'll tell you, man. Um, 
this is an exciting time of year for me. I mean, the Rams this weekend are taking on the Seahawks in what is an absolutely monster game. I've used the phrase must win as the season has gone on. I'll use it again because it applies now more than ever. The Rams must win this weekend against the Seahawks. And so with a monster NFL game coming up this weekend, with the Lakers tipping off last night, with the Christmas extravaganza right ahead of us in just two days, Greg, I'm happy to be working. I don't know about you, dude. Yeah, I love talking about all this stuff. I also had a nice little break, so this is just easy stuff for me. Now, with the Rams, if isn't every game this season have been a feel like a must-win game for them? Every, I've, every week it's, oh, this is a must-win. This is a must-win, except for last week when they didn't win. Yeah, last week when you didn't say must-win because you thought automatic win. All right, let me pose this to you, Greg Bergman. Are you concerned in any way with what you saw last night out of the Lakers during the game? You've heard my rant that, for me, storyline was ring ceremony. And even today, going back and re-watching the ring ceremony, I, I actually started almost bawling today while watching the ring ceremony. Last night, for some reason, while watching it, because I'm just like, because nonstop, you know, like I can't sit still at all. I'm watching the ring ceremony, but I'm on a spin bike. I'm spinning. I'm tweeting. So I'm kind of like watching it and taking it in, but I'm tweeting stuff out. Today, I actually sat there and watched. I found myself like literally almost bawling for all these families and all this pride. Uh, as they were congratulating their guy, their son, their their husband, uh, their father. And so I never really went back into watching round two of last night's game. You tell me, Greg Bergman, concerned about anything you saw on the actual floor? No, nah, there's nothing to be concerned about on the actual floor. If this was, It's so much different than last year with the Clippers because normally if this was last year and they lost, and it actually did happen last year, they lost on opening night, we all said, whoa, 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 okay, maybe those Clippers are for real and we, uh, we got to be worried about what's going on here. They just beat, them, beat us up, and then they beat us up again on, on uh, Christmas Day last year as well. And you're like, okay, there's something going on here. But this year it just kind of feels different. Like it just doesn't have that same meaning behind it. They lost game one. Was it? Does it matter that it was against the Clippers? No, because it was just another game. After Clippers lost in blowing leads in the playoffs, still not making it out of the second round, this became hmm, another game. Right. They'll win again. They'll, hopefully, they'll win on Christmas Day. And if they don't, big freaking deal too. Seriously, nope, who cares? Like, like you're you're playing against Dallas. They've got an MVP candidate. They've got really good players too. Um, they've got clutch performers. And if you lose on Christmas Day, big deal. Big They're going to figure it out. They're going to figure it out. That's all that matters. Gonna, listen, Frank Vogel said it, I thought, really, really well last night during the ring ceremony. And you'll hear some of this when we come back. But let me tell you what he said. He said, you know, guys, last year's team was a great example of how a collection of individuals can come together as a team. It was beautifully stated, and it was kind of said quickly and under the mask, and, and it, it sort of sounded like a throwaway comment. But I, I'm telling you, if you listen carefully to what he said, it's a great example of when individuals come together as a team. That happened last year. Why would we be so arrogant as to think it's happening in game one? It'll happen by game 70, but right now at game one, it's just getting started. The marathon is just underway. You guys want to run away? I'll see you at mile 24 when you're sitting on the side of the road. Let me say good afternoon to my girl, Laura Romo, running this operation. Hi, Laura. 
Hey, what's up, Scott? What's going on, girlfriend? Not much, man. Just uh, keeping busy over here. Yeah, and let me ask you a question. What's going on? What did you think last night? You're a monster Laker fan. You're an even bigger Clipper hater as far as I can tell. What did you think <laughs> about what happened last night? I was in love with the ceremony. The ring is amazing. I mean, the, the basketball, whatever. I'm not worried about the Clippers. They keep choking anyways. I mean, they can have one game against us. It's all good. <laughs> but for me, I, I'm just not worried. It's, it's like Greg said. For me, it's if it would have been last year, it would have been different. But for me right now, what I'm mesmerized is that ring. I want that ring, and we need another one because I can see it being better than this one. That ring, I've never seen anything ever like it. I mean, I've sat with many, many Super Bowl champions who are wearing giant rings, and I said, yo, man, let me see that ring. And then they take it off, and I hold it, and I look at it, and I examine it, and I put it on. It's too big. I mean, I've never seen a ring anywhere like what the Lakers got last night. And by the way, let me tell you something. If I put one of those rings on, that's a wristwatch for me. And I mean a really obnoxious, gigantic wristwatch for me. But for these dudes, man, they were putting it on, and it even looked big on them. Okay, just to be clear, I was like, damn, AD, look at that thing on you, man. Can you really wear that thing around? That thing is huge. And I still don't know how much it costs, but I said yesterday I thought 150 grand per ring. Coming up, why was this such an amazing ceremony? I said it was the greatest ring ceremony of all time, although maybe it's the only actual one ring ceremony I think I, I really ever sat through. I'm telling you right now, it was so beautiful. And for as much as we talk about the crowd wasn't there and, and the, the championship banner was not unveiled, we're going to wait till the fans come back into Staples. Let me tell you something. Uh, the way it all worked out, nobody in the building but the families giving the rings and the congratulations, the frontline workers giving the rings to the coaching staff. I'm telling you right now, COVID or no COVID, it worked out better than it could have ever. It was that beautiful. Let's all together take a listen to what happened last night at Staples when the Lakers got their rings. Why was it the greatest, most emotional ring ceremony? We'll all hear it together. Coming right back. Scott Kaplan in for Sedano and LZ on 710 ESPN. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. What's going on, everybody? Kaplan in for Sedano and LZ. I've got producer Greg. I've got Laura Romo in the house. And I mentioned to you that I, I said that last night at Staples Center, Regardless of the fact that there was nobody in the house, okay? Regardless of the fact that the championship banner still hangs and is covered and it will be unveiled when 16,000 plus people can jam pack their way into the Staples Center. However, I got to say, guys, it was one of the most beautiful ceremonies, seriously. Like, here's the thing about COVID this past year. Greg, I don't know if you've noticed this at all, okay? But here it goes. We all kind of think that COVID is screwing things up. And for people, of course, in real life, it is, right? Life and death, sickness, health, uh, financial issues, et cetera, et cetera. 
But the reality is, is that sometimes, sometimes you actually find that things can be better. Have you guys experienced any of this? Am I way off here? Or I'll give you some examples. It's, I mean, there are, I hate saying it, but yeah, there are some things that have been better. I mean, I got a dog and now I have a, I, now the dog is part of the family. I'm closer with my kids and my girlfriend. I, there's a lot of things that have all happened that are positive. Listen, I'll give you an example. My daughter last year graduated high school and she cried to me, oh my God, I'm never going to get to graduate with my friends. And it was the greatest high school graduation of all time as we had a parade through the parking lot, high-fiving the teachers. This is before everybody stopped touching each other. Uh, so it was great. Or the NFL draft earlier this year. Oh my God, are we going to do it? We can't be in one location. How can we possibly pull this off through Zoom? And they did it. It was better TV than ever before. Listen, I know everybody wants to be in the arena and everybody wants to celebrate this championship, but I'm here to tell you that on television last night, the production of the ring ceremony was incredibly emotional. It was amazing. And for me, it was like the greatest ring ceremony I'd ever seen. And I'm, I'm exaggerating in that, you know, it's the goat of ring ceremonies. Who cares? Nobody's trying to, you know, figure out uh, what metrics determine the greatest of all time ring ceremony. I'm just telling you, it was a beautiful, wonderful ceremony. Let me play for you, Laura. You ready to go? Let me, let me give you Jeannie Buss because Jeannie spoke. She was brief, but she was eloquent. And I thought it was really cool how she mentioned um, those that are not necessarily here for the for the championship, for, for the ring ceremony, because they've moved on to other teams. Laura, can you play that? I'm going to take a second to speak directly to Lakers fans. We miss you so much. The team misses you. But someday soon we'll be together. And when we are together, we have something special to celebrate. Um, until then... Um, we have some rings to give out. But before we do that, I would like to show our appreciation to those Lakers who are not here tonight. JaVale McGee, Rajon Rondo, Dwight Howard, Danny Green, Avery Bradley, Troy Daniels, Dion Waiters, J.R. Smith, and DeMarcus Cousins. Winning number 17 means you are forever part of our Lakers legacy, just as the Lakers are forever a part of yours. Let these rings be a symbol of that. And a huge congratulations and thank you to our Lakers here tonight, staff and players. In the most difficult of years, you lifted our spirits and brought joy to our city. And to all our NBA counterparts, we wish you well this season, but please know on behalf of the best fans in the league, our mission is clear to defend our trophy. That was really cool. Jeannie Buss last night at the ring ceremony. This is Scott Kaplan in for Sedano and LZ. I thought it was awesome. It was a great kickoff to the night. So let me just start getting into some of this for you. Greg, you still with me here or what? Sure am. Okay, let me let me get into this. So I would the way the ring ceremony went was like this. There were frontline workers who were awarding and congratulating the uh, assistant coaches. But when it came to the players, LeBron got his ring last, as you might imagine, right? Um, but 
the way I want to start with LeBron rather than than waiting. I want to give you LeBron. This is the introduction from LeBron's mom, his uncles, and then a whole bunch of the students from the school that he has. It's I promise is the name of the school. Um, and fact check me on that. But he he had all these kids kind of talking briefly about the impact in their lives. And it, I'm telling you, man, it, any LeBron haters out there, just by the way, seriously, you got to watch the, the introduction to his ring ceremony. So, Laura, you want to play this? This is LeBron's intro. Hi, I'm Candace. I go to the I Promise School. And I go to the I Promise School. Thank you for everything you've done for our foundations and congratulations. Keep up the hard work. We are family. We are family. We are family! Hi, I'm Gloria, LeBron James' mom, and I'm here with his Uncle T and his Uncle Kurt. What's up, everybody? It's Bryce, and I'm going to be presenting my dad, LeBron James, his 2020 championship ring. We're here to present LeBron with his 2020 championship ring. Congratulations, nephew. We're proud of you. You earned it. Congratulations, Dad. I'm really proud of you, all the hard work you put in. Congratulations, Dad. Love you. Peace! <laughs> so so lebron's three kids are sitting there and they're all rocking laker gear and his son Bronny, did you see the dog he had this little frenchy bulldog which was really super cute and uh and it was so awesome the way mom's involved the uncles are involved yo what's up nephew yeah nephew you earned it and then all the kids from the schools just saying you know how their family and how lebron essentially has impacted their lives i'm telling you man th this this ring ceremony it was emotional i mean greg did you did you see the lebron intro yeah the lebron intro was great and one of the things that i really loved about it too was that the youngest daughter that was sitting with bryce and Bronny had a number three jersey on and number three jersey is anthony davis it I is not that. lebron james not even watching not even talking about his own fought her own father about AD, so that was really cool. And by the way, Laura is a gigantic hater of LeBron. I'm not. As you, I knew as you, you were, were going to say that. <laughs> Come on, Laura. <laughs> I'm not a hater, okay? Mm -hmm. A hater doesn't give the proper props and respect. I still respect him as a player. I just don't like him. There is a difference, Greg. I'm not a hater. Wow. Don't mm -hmm. like. Yes. There's What is there to hate at this point anymore I or did, not like? didn't hate. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's not hate. Like and hate are very different. I'm not getting into this. <laughs> after that. Let's hear more rings. <laughs> okay. All right, exactly. let me let me play some more of this for you. I think it was so great, and Kevin Harlan's going to join us, who called the game last night. But let me play a little bit more. Um, here's Anthony Davis's wife and his little baby sitting in front of a Christmas tree, and their message to AD. Hi, Anthony. We're so proud of you. Nala and I are extremely happy and proud to present you tonight with your first ring. We are so proud of you. One of your biggest accomplishments have been scratched off your list with many more to come. We love you. So proud of you. Congratulations, Congratulations. again. We love you. Say goodbye. Goodbye. So it's so personal, you know, like you're seeing moms and dads and wives and kids. It's so personal. I loved it. Here was one of my favorites, I have to admit. Uh, Alex Caruso, his parents, you know, mom and dad, you know, what Alex Caruso's mom and dad look like they look like weekend Harley warriors. You know what I mean? Like dad puts on his Harley gear, you know, mom's get gets on the back. They got a big old bike that they can cruise all over. I mean, that, that's what they looked like to me. They look like such real people. And when Caruso got his ring, he like, he looks so excited and happy to have his hands on a ring. Play Caruso's parents. 
Hi, I'm Mike. Hi, I'm Jackie. As proud parents of Alex Caruso, we're here to present him with this NBA championship ring. We can't wait to see the ring and your team shine this year. Go Lakers. So cute. Seriously, it's so cute, so nice and personal. Maybe my favorite one of all, Jared Dudley. I mean, he's a guy who's been in the league forever. You know, he he has this end of the bench kind of role. You know, he's got to deal with the media because everybody else doesn't want to do it. And so it was so cute to see Jared Dudley's kids. Give me one more before we get to Kevin Harlan. Play Jared Dudley's kids. I mean, come on, man. Kid says to his dad, Dad, you inspire me to want to live out my dreams. Little girl says, Dad, we're BFFs. I swear to you, I'm like, I'm like, listen, I don't know, man. Maybe it's something going on inside of my, my wiring right now. But I'm telling you, it's like emotional. I loved it. I thought it was an amazing ring ceremony. And for all the talk about the fans can't be there and the banner won't be displayed until I'm telling you right now, as somebody who is sitting outside the arena and watching it all play out on national television, it was a beautiful, spectacular production. Congratulations, Lakers organization. Congratulations to the players who now have a massive piece of real estate for their hand. Um, and congratulations to everybody involved, man. I was just sitting out here in awe of that incredible presentation. All right, coming up, Kevin Harlan called the game on TNT last night from his basement. Let's get the details on how he's doing this. Kevin Harlan will join me next. Kaplan in for Sedano and LZ on 710 ESPN. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. The eve of Christmas Eve. Scott Kaplan in on 710 ESPN, filling in for Sedano and LZ. Then coming up tonight, Alan Slee was moving in for me. But right now, an opportunity to talk to Kevin Harlan, who called the game last night on TNT. And uh, Kevin, did I understand, did you call this game from the basement last night? Oh, yeah. I was right downstairs. Right, I'm right below me where I'm sitting right now. And... Um... They had some guys from CNN that flew up to Kansas City, and they were here for about a week, uh, set a little less than a week, setting up all this equipment. And before they set it up in my basement, they had been setting it up in the basements or offices of their CNN uh, correspondents and anchors around the country and around the world. So um, they came in here and... <laughs> It was a, uh, it's, it's, it's weird doing it because you're spotting guys. I mean, LeBron looks like LeBron and, and I get that and you can spot him, but you know, a lot of guys when they first check in, go, who's nine? Oh, okay. That's Wesley Matthews. Like you're doing it by numbers in basketball. Whereas normally you're courtside 
and you see them by their, uh, you know, body or their face, you know, that kind of recognition. But this, off of TV, you're looking at, I had to look at numbers. And that's how it is in the NFL. You look at numbers because you don't see the faces. And so I'm used to that, but not for basketball. So you're kind of like retraining your eye. And then, like, when you're doing it off TV, you can't, you can't anticipate like you can when you're courtside and you can see a guy cutting on the wing as, as James brings it down the right side. Here comes a guy flying off the left, and they make eye contact, and you can kind of see that and anticipate and kind of you know get some more air in your lungs to you know just bang out a call like they're going to bang out that play. And so it, it, it's just weird. It's just weird. And no, there's no crowd, and you're not with your partner. And I don't know. I'm not complaining. It's just, it's just different. It's not given – the fans who love the Lakers and Clippers, I don't think their money's worth. It's kind of like we're putting this Band-Aid over this thing, but it's better than nothing, and that's kind of what we're going to live with here until the thing is, until they're letting people back in arenas, and that's when I think TNT is going to let us go back out on the road. Otherwise, we're going to be in our mom's basement yelling for meatloaf. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Harlan is here today on Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN. And and you know what's funny, Kev? I, I, before I ask you about what you saw during the game, I actually was thinking this whole time, like, maybe you think this is better this way. But based on, on your opening statement, I don't think you think that it's better this way. Well, I never want to travel because I don't want to be away from home. I don't want to be away from my wife. And, and I travel so much. Um, it's just, you know, the NFL, we're traveling all the time. So they, they've not blanked. They just say, come on, do the games. Here we go. But they keep us safe. We're in quarantining. And there's a whole set of rules at CBS that we follow. And they've been terrific. They've, they're only concerned about our health. That they're, they're so great about it. As is, as is TNT. And, um, so we're going through testing and protocol and quarantining and all this stuff. But I think they have just figured that with the start of basketball, I was talking to Mike Green on the, on the phone today because I was going, hey, are you in trouble with these TV calls? And he goes, yeah. I said, you know, I'm doing some on the road. I'm doing some in the studio. I'm doing some at home. So, like, he's doing it from three different – four. He'll actually do a couple games, uh, you know, when, when the Knicks are home. He'll do that. He does local Knicks games. He'll do it from the garden. When they're on the road, he'll do it from a studio across the street from a garden. And then he'll do games on the road for ESPN. He'll go travel and do a game in Boston or Miami or Cleveland or wherever. And then he'll also do games from his basement. So he'll have four different places where he's doing it. But we got to talking just about how, you know, you it, it, it's 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 kind of unfulfilling. I mean, you're doing it, and you kind of lose yourself in the game when it gets going. But just trying to get a feel for the game, the tempo, and the, it, it's it's hard. It's hard to do. It's it's weird. But I'd rather I'd rather travel. I think and. And now that I'm home and my wife has me home more, I think she would rather me travel as well. Probably so. I mean, yeah. She's come yeah. used to her. She got, she's used to her life, too. We're talking to Kevin Harlan from TNT. He called the Lakers and the Clippers last night. So you're sitting there watching the game and monitor and from the basement as it may be. Should, should Laker fans, in your opinion, Kevin, care about the result last night? No, I think um, after just talking to Frank Vogel, as we did via um, – Zoom yesterday afternoon, and now, you know what? I think this is going to be even weirder than the bubble, to be honest. I have a feeling, and I'm not saying that I've, I've been told this. I'm just, in what I've read, 
and listening to answers and and watching how guys are going to have to construct their season individually as players, older guys, younger guys, all of them in between, I think load management is going to be a big deal this year. Now, for the national broadcast, we know that they can't skip them. So, like, they can't, they cannot not play on Christmas Day. Um, they can't play when TNT broadcasts a game on Thursday night. Uh, when ESPN game is on Wednesday and Friday night, they, they, they've got to play. Because, you know, for the integrity of the league, they've got to do it. But I'm thinking that they're looking at minutes more closely than ever. Um, they know they're good when they're healthy. And I think, I don't know if they really care now. I don't know if it really matters if you play at home or on the road or if you play inside a sterile environment like in Orlando. I think you are what you are. And if you're a two seed or a six seed or a one seed, I don't know that it really is going to have much consequence for teams like the Clippers and the Lakers that are loaded and are going to be there at the end. And I just, I don't, you know, matchups are, you know, I, I just don't know if you can even try to gauge it. So, I think keeping him healthy, keeping him rested, especially a guy like LeBron who's going to be 36 here in a couple days, I think you just want to make sure you got your guys when it matters. And when it matters, it's going to be in May and June, right? It's going to be when the playoffs come around. Right, right. Kev, i got about a minute to go. I just want to get your last thought here, which is, did you sit there last night and watch the ring ceremony? And if so, what did you think of it? I loved it. I Because families were... You know, listen, and as you know, Scott, our families, their families, when you're in, in this kind of business, like the family has to sacrifice so much. You're gone all the time. You're working out. You're traveling, whatever you're doing. And, and the family is always kind of forgotten in this scenario. It's always the player, the player, the player. So for them to be able to share visibly and to see the expression on the faces of those people last night that got their rings – I, I, some had tears in their eyes, and rightly so, because I'm sure they're thinking, think of the sacrifices my wife and our kids, or my mom and dad, whoever it was that was giving them the ring on the, on the video, think of the sacrifices, they've all the practices they drove those kids to when they were growing up, and they, they never get recognized. And so I loved it. I hope from now on, that's what they do in some form or fashion. That, to me, kind of really... It, 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 it personalized the whole event. I exactly 1,000% agree. It's exactly the words I used. It personalized the entire thing. Kev, Merry Christmas to you and your family. Thank goodness your daughter was downstairs in the basement to shoot video of you calling these games. <laughs> so we all got a chance to see it on Twitter. So much love to you and your family, Kev. Thanks for being available today. Thank you. Great to be out with you, Scotty. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Stay safe, everyone. And and, and, and pretty soon we're all going to be in arenas around the NBA, cheering on Clippers and Lakers and, and everybody else in between, and it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to look forward to that. Take care. Happy holidays. Right back at you. Kevin Harlan from TNT called the Lakers and the Clippers last night. Let me ask everybody listening this question. Do you care about the result last night? It's like what Kevin was just saying. This is going to be a crazy season. Guys at the end of the bench are going to play more minutes in all likelihood this year than they've ever played before. Their roles will be different as the older guys, the veteran guys, watch their minutes. Load management, new phrase we all use. Social distance is new, load management is new. Do you really care about the result last night? 
877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. I want you to get on the air. I want you to be a part of it. It's Christmas Eve Eve. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Christmas Eve Eve. What's going on today, everybody? It's Scott Kaplan in for Sedano and LZ. Speaking of Sedano... George will join us later on this evening. I called him today. I'm like, dude, you haven't been on the radio in about two weeks. And the Lakers tipped off last night, and the ring ceremony was spectacular. The game, not so much. How about coming on today? And George is like, yeah, you know, that's kind of a good idea. I like that idea. Ramona Shelbourne will be with us as well at the top of the hour. We'll spend some time with Ramona today and, uh, and looking forward to that. And listen, let me tell you something right now. The phones are open for you, man. If you're out there, hello. Is this thing on? Does this thing work? Hello? 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. I've been asking you guys, does last night's result matter? Does it matter to you at all? You know, uh, it, 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 does it say anything to you about who the Lakers are going to be because they lost game one of the season? Last year, you lose game one of the Clippers. Like, oh, my God, the Clippers. Everybody thinks their front office is better, their coach is better, their roster is better top to bottom. And by the end of the year... The, the, the Laker, what I'll call fan arrogance championship. We are entitled. That's our championship. It was back. And so after game one, Greg Bergman, I'm just here to tell you, man, you can rip apart Marcus Saul's performance and his offer on the line and his foul trouble. You can talk about Kyle Kuzma picking up points in garbage time late in the game. You can start picking apart who did what that's a new co- contributor, but are we really going to overanalyze a game where LeBron's sitting at the end of the bench going, man, I don't care about game one. I got that ring. I got that ring. Yeah, not so much. Especially, I mean, look, LeBron in the third quarter, late in the third quarter, was standing on the free throw line, turning around, talking to Ty Lue and, like, laughing. He was just having a good time. He got his ring. He didn't care. There were some things that actually did stand out that they probably have to look at. I mean, the starting the starting team did not look all that strong together, especially defensively. Dennis Schroeder looked good offensively, not so much defensively. Marcus All looked slow. I mean, still pretty early, but he did look a little bit slow, and he was in foul trouble a lot because it just didn't really work, and they were, they were making him pay. So, I mean, there's little things that you can pick apart in this game, but it really ultimately means nothing because they last played a game 72 days ago. Yeah. There was supposed to be more time in the offseason. Nothing to worry about. Well, there's more time for certain teams. Um, Oklahoma City and Houston tonight postponed. I'll get into that with Ramona Shelburne a little bit later on. What happened here? Why is James Harden now being investigated? And why are dudes getting their hair cut at their buddy's apartment? And somebody's got a positive test, and now it's contact tracing. And before you know it, here we are on night two of the NBA, and the Rockets and Thunder postponed. I'm watching Milwaukee and Boston right now, first quarter, 12-9, Milwaukee over Boston. So... I watched a lot of basketball yesterday. Man, oh, man. I mean, not just the games because, you know, I watched the early game too. Brooklyn just destroyed Golden State, which 
that was a game I was really looking forward to because I thought it was going to be really entertaining, and I was curious to see what KD was going to look like and Kyrie, and they looked like what you might expect them to look like. In fact, just on a side note, you know, those two guys are so strange and so bizarre and so overly sensitive and so kind of uptight that, um, you know, maybe they're perfect for each other, which kind of would scare me a little bit because those two guys together – I mean, that, that is a LeBron, uh, you know, AD, not KD. There's a LeBron AD sort of mixture between those two guys. And you just got to know that KD and Kyrie would just love a piece of LeBron and AD. So if those two guys can actually coexist, if anybody can coexist on Kyrie Irving's team, you know, those guys could be dangerous. Speaking which one KD, is which one's weirder? Just no, between the oh, two of those no, guys. Kyrie's weirder. Kyrie's weirder, in my opinion. Because of the flat earth? No, 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 not just the flat earth and not just the sage of the different buildings. <laughs> Which was it, so good. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's, his, it's his feeling. It's like Charles Barkley told him the other day, man, just shut up, dude. You're not some artist. You know, who are, what are you? You're an artist now? You're a basketball player. You dribble, you shoot, you run, you defend, you guard. You're not an artist. Like nobody in Michael Jordan's day was like, you know, he's an artist. They would say, he's graceful. They'd say he's insanely athletic, but they weren't like, ooh, he's an artist. And that's what Kyrie does. You know, hey, 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 I'm an artist. That's why I'm enigmatic, because I'm an artist. I'm not just a ball player. I'm an artist. And so Charles Barkley was kind of telling Kyrie to, to, to pipe down. And I think that's what prompted what happened last night. I was mentioning watching so much basketball. The, the TNT show with Barkley and Shaq and Kenny and Ernie, that whole show has become a sketch comedy show, right? It's it's not even about basketball anymore. It's about like making fun of Charles and making fun of Shaq. It's great TV. But at one point, Barkley is interviewing or trying to interview Kevin Durant. And because KD got Kyrie's back, he's not going to feed Charles any of it. Laura, can you play what happened between Barkley and KD on live television last night, please? That was talk about you coming back for the playoffs last year. So you really just been working on your game, trying to get back your timing and conditioning, really, be, to be honest, correct? Yeah. That was it. Yeah. <laughs> and then everybody on the set laughing at Chuck. You know you been saying We don't know you said I've never seen anybody give you just a one-word answer, man. What's up? Hey, man, I don't care. Y'all know Underdog, how I put that this. picture of Chuck face on the chest. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I don't get sensitive about these guys. Y'all know how I feel about them. I'm just saying, man. <laughs> 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 face again, Jeremy. Yo, man, I had a serious announcement to make, and y'all keep screwing around. No, you don't want to get Jeremy, just show me a picture of Chuck's face. <laughs> <laughs> hey, <can> I... <laughs> it's the best show on TV, right? This is the best show on TV. I just love when sometimes Shaq starts talking about, Yo, Chuck. Hey, Chuck, let me see that picture on that TV, Chuck. Yeah, let me see that picture. I just love Shaq. He just cracks me up. Oh, my God. They were great last night, and KD just fed it. It was awesome. It was great TV. It really was. I mean, let's face it. There were two bad ball games. Brooklyn crushed the Warriors 125 to 99. The Laker game went from bad first quarter to exciting second quarter to, you know, fourth quarter was just kind of garbage time. So it was, these were, these were, the, the entertainment came, compliments of Charles and 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 uh and Shaq man when Shaq rode his bike over a jump and fell head first i mean it was, i was freaking dying laughing all right listen let me do this i'm coming to your calls laker fans should you worry about the result of last night's game or are you blowing off the result like lebron seemed to be 
877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. I'm coming to your phone calls next. Let's check traffic one more time. Karen K is standing by. KK, we ready to go? Okay. She's not there. All right, Greg, you still with me? Okay. A break, and then we'll get in the break. I just thought maybe you'd want to do the traffic. Like if I if, I, if we played the music, we Let's take it out to Jeff. the five freeway where there's some traffic jam going along. I have no idea. Yeah, that's not my break. job. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm coming to your phone calls on the way. Stick around. Let's get you on the air. This is Scott Kaplan in for Sedano and LZ on 710 ESPN.